We are live on a Tuesday night. Kurt Valenti with Jen Valenti, all in on high school sports. And we have a special edition tonight of the uh, New Jersey High School Last Dance Tournament that's going to be starting in July. Welcome, Jen. Thanks Thank for joining. Good to we'd, see like to, we'd like to introduce our panel for tonight. And like to start with uh, Coach Jim Sickinger, formerly of the Kearney High School School District varsity baseball coach for 15 years. During his 15-year tenure, he was a three-time sectional champion and a 2003 state group finalist. Welcome, Coach Sickinger. We also have Coach uh, Patrick Altieri, Lynnhurst High School head baseball coach. His sixth year as head coach in a uh, Lynnhurst being a big uh, big and a successful baseball town. Two-time Liberty Division champs, 2017 Liberty Division Coach of the Year. And Patrick's also an assistant coach on the Lynnhurst football team, who, uh, by the way, are the 2019 state sectional champions. So thank you, Patrick, for joining. Thank you for having me, guys. And also welcome to Athletic Director Matt Stone of St. Mary High School in Rutherford. Um, Coach Stone has been the, Mount, the St. Mary's Athletic Director for 15 years. He is the helm of a sports program that boasts several very strong teams. And we'll be talking about baseball tonight, and specifically they are the defending non-public B state champs in baseball. Um, and I've, on a personal note, I'd like to say, Coach Stone, I've enjoyed your Facebook videos with the basketball. I know you're formerly a basketball and track coach, and every time I see those, I get sucked in, and I want to join you guys with your uh, your basketball videos that you're doing in the driveway with your kids. Very entertaining. Thank you. <laughs> Not going to lie, Coach Stone, the first time I was watching, she's like, who is this guy? She goes, I love these videos. So... <laughs> I was like, oh, he's on again. True story. Yep. We, today, today was the 83rd video we made during this pandemic time. Wow. <laughs> they're good. They're they good. No, nah, they're good. Everyone's got to watch that. Um, so let's just get into, again, what we're going to The topic tonight is the, um, the last dance tournament that's going to be starting. It's going to be starting up on July 14th. Uh, we're just going to go over the background real quick, so if you want to... Sure, I'll give a little uh, background to our viewers. So as we know, our spring sports seasons were unexpectedly, you know, drawn to a halt. Um, and the athletic director slash baseball coach, Mike Merry at St. Joe's in Metuchen, proposed the idea of having a tournament um, for the high school players, specifically for those high school seniors. They would have one last chance to play together, and they donned the name The Last Dance. So kind of give them a sense of closure and, you know, that last opportunity to play with their teammates that they unfortunately missed out on. Uh, just a quick thing with the format. As of now, uh, tentative 228 teams, 54 regional sites, uh, pool play. Teams will be guaranteed at least three games. Uh, then we'll get down to a round of 16. Round of eight, a final four, north and south, uh, a north and south championship game, and then a last dance final. Um, question one for the panel. Let's just make it nice and easy. We're going to start with, we'll start with Coach or Terry. Do you like it? I do. Uh, I think Jen said it best. It's closure for our seniors for the most part. Uh, you know, when, when this started coming about, a lot of the players reached out to me, Coach, are we going to do this? And, you know, I was a little hesitant because you didn't know, you know, what the guidelines were going to be and everything like that. But as it's gone through and, and they've been pretty specific with how we, we get this done, I think it's gotten everybody excited. 
you know, especially like I said, our seniors, but even our underclassmen, because they want to, they want to play with their seniors for one last time. And, and even the parents, I know they get to see their student athlete get to participate one more time on the field. And it gives them a little bit of a joy because missing the season, I, you know, I, we talked to, we're all coaches here and we've all coached before. And I talked to other coaches and I can't imagine as a, as a player losing my senior year in whatever sport. And I was a three sport athlete. So that's kind of, it kind of hits you. You know, I, I never got to feel that. So some of these kids, you know, are feeling that right now. So I think this is, this is something that they could build on. Obviously it's not going to be what a, a full season would be with a state tournament, but at least it gets them out there once again with their friends and their, their classmates, whether it's a sophomore or junior and gives them a little bit of closure. Coach Sickinger. You know, not to, you know, those are all great points and 100% valid across the board. I mean, this thing hit us like a sledgehammer and, you know, how do you, how do you put an end to this? Especially like coach saying he has 10 seniors, you know what? Um, to say, Hey, you want to wear that uniform one more time and go out with your friends and to be able to do stuff like this is, is fantastic. Uh, great idea doing this. Um, a lot of moving parts though, you know, and I'm sure we're going to get into some of them. You know, I, I, I spent, you know, good part of today talking to some friends in the high school community, whether they're athletic directors, coaches, some college coaches, just to get a feel of what's going on. And we'll get into this a little bit later, but uh, 100% positive. You know, hard to find negatives, you know, during this whole thing. But uh, moving, moving on, I think it's, you know, and even going towards the future could be a good idea of something to do. So we'll see. And uh, Coach Ben uh, Coach Benanti's uh, assistant, I believe, in Hackensack. He's saying, "Can't wait to see my players one more time." He really likes it. So we asked the two coaches. Now let's get the AD's perspective. Coach Stone, what's your thoughts on it? Do you like it? All right. So I have my thought process and how I look on it is kind of double double way because being a former coach, being someone that still, you know, has a coaching mentality. Um, I love it on that aspect. I love it the fact that these seniors that lost their last year have one more chance to play. Um, I love all competition. You know, I think it's a great idea the way that there's so many teams involved and everything else. Now, also, though, uniquely in my position as an athletic director, I always have to look at it from the administrative side, all right, which isn't always a popular opinion with coaches, too, or players. So from looking at it from an athletic director side, as coach, I just mentioned a lot of moving parts and what worries me or what the concerns I would have about it is I know we're saying it's not a high school. It's not, it's not sponsored NGSIA. It's kind of like your teams are on your own. That's great. But when your high school coach is still there coaching, when it's your high school team, that's what everyone looks at it from. So from that aspect and an administrative aspect from the school, one, if there's a problem with your team, all right, it's a reflection on your school and it's going to come back. Parent-wise, you know, I know these tournaments are all insured, but God forbid something happens from a liability standpoint, all right, people are still going to look to the schools. And it, it's, it could end up being in a heartbreaking situation if you have to tell a parent, I don't have anything to do with this. I cannot help you. Um, that's just, you know, I'm just worried about everyone having that understanding. Again, great idea. I'd love the tournament. Our school's participating in, always supporting them. 
wherever they're playing, I'll go and watch and root them on. But I'm just worried about everyone understanding the concept that schools, board events, athletic departments have no involvement of it. and There's nowhere to look and come back to them in the case of anything that happens. Those are, uh, I mean, those are great points, and that is, like you said, from the administrative perspective, it's so important to see that side of the coin as well. So, um, you know, thank you for sharing that. Um, my first question is for Coach Otiri. Um, I was just wondering, you kind of touched upon it in your opening comments, um, you know, how you went about informing your team of this. I have, like, a loaded question here for you, Coach. How you went about, like, informing your team when you heard that this opportunity was going to be available? Like, what was their interest level? Um, were you able to field a team on your own or coaches um, having to combine teams? Um, and, you know, even maybe what are some other coaches that you've spoken to, their, their uh, take on the tournament as well? I know that was loaded. If you need me to repeat anything, let ah, me know. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Uh, Break it up. <laughs> I mean, we saw, you know, people tweeting out that this was going to be the plan. This was going to be the idea. So, obviously, kids with social media, our players got wind of it, and that's when they started hitting me up. You know, through our uh, communication app that we use as a team. What do you think? And in the beginning, it was like, oh, all right, you know, it's all well and good. We'll see how it goes. You know, not thinking probably at first was, was this really going to happen with everything that's going on? You know, as it approached a little closer, this and that, we actually had our uniform collections and, and lock give back in our locker room. And the kids were on board. Once it started getting a little steam, we, uh, I said, listen, are you interested? And for the most part, they all they all are. You know, obviously at that point of that meeting, we didn't have set dates yet or time. So it was like, I will definitely, you know, keep you guys in the loop. The more I learn, same thing, you know, go home, talk to mom and dad about it. You know, is that something they want you to do? And for the most part, parents then started getting in touch with me. This is great, we gotta do it. And initially on one of the lists, our name wasn't on there, even though we did sign up originally. So then I started hearing flack for that. I thought you signed up. I did, I did. So uh, I reached out to Coach Murray and I was like, we're on that list, right? And he's like, yeah, you are. That was like the initial thing. So, you know, that's really how it went. And then seeing our underclassmen, you know, for the most part, they were on the same page. I would love to play with them, you know, one last time, whether, you know, we're playing in that pool play, you're guaranteed the three games. So, you know, they're on board for that. And like I said in my opening statement, you know, there's going to be some things you're going to deal with, whether guys are away or we have a lot of kids that play club ball. And, you know, that's going to be their first option. So, you know, that's why having the, the 10 seniors, I think, makes it a little easier for us. And, you know, we're, we're out there playing. That's what it comes down to. Nice. Uh, again, Coach Benanti from Hackensack is saying um, we sent out a message by email and text and text for feelers, and the entire team said they wanted to play. So that's Hackensack's story. Coach Stone, I have a question for you. A couple questions for you. First one, and again, uh, you know, if you if you can't answer it, that's fine. But um, to your knowledge, or or anything like that, was there another like alternative to um, that was considered to have something? I know there was a lot talked about all spring sports and stuff like that, but uh, anything besides this tournament that either maybe or you would, you know, that you could have considered a better option? Uh, no. I heard it be run like high school with high school teams like this. I know that there was some talk of some small things, but those were all more smaller 
of people that were more together and know each other that were putting together some smaller group type tournaments. Um, this was really the most major thing that really was mentioned, you know, a while back and then put into the planning and things like that. Um, which again, I thought it's, it's a great idea. Um, one, one question that, that I would have, if I could just, before you ask me your next question, sure. can I ask a question? It's actually, sure. it would be more for the coaches too, because the idea was really pitched first as it being for the seniors and, you know, last chance. And like, to me, that's beautiful. I love it. But I wonder how much everyone is going to be on board, like, because everybody gets competitive. So at what point is it going to be if you have seniors that maybe might not even been playing that much this year? And maybe, I don't know if I'm stealing one of your questions for later. Like, at what point does this become a competition-type tournament and a win-at-all-cost and then some seniors playing from? These are just some of the – the things from an administrative standpoint that I think our coaches might be put in a bad spot in because, again, everyone would understand if you just played nine seniors and you lost and got your doors blown off. But now you might have some kids that might be better than them that didn't play. Now, where what are they going to look at? We didn't want to win. And da, da, da. See, these are these are a lot of the, the things that sometimes these great ideas don't have fairy tale endings with that. I think everybody's got to be clear with their teams in terms of how their approaches towards the tournament. What are you there for? Are you there to win or are you there for really this to be a last chance for your seniors who missed their senior year, knowing that these underclassmen still are going to have next year? Go ahead, Jim. You want to take that first, Jim? Well, you know what? It's, it's a unique situation. Um, and I'm glad I don't have to do it right now because, you know, when I look at coach, he's got 10 seniors right there. You know, and, and there's a couple of things that I wrote down, you know, as I was thinking about this. Number one, you know what, uh, like, and, and once again, devil's advocate on all this stuff and, and the blowback thing with the schools and because people, yes, it's going to start out as a senior showcase, get the seniors to play one more time. But we all know when people get involved and parents and volunteers and stuff like that, this thing could go left and south real quick, which would be a shame. You know what? And I, I think, like, well, the, the coach, you have to decide what you're going to do going into it. You know what? Are you just doing this for your seniors, you know, to go in there and get their, you know, playing time and the time to play with your friends, what this was designed to do? Yes. Um, will that happen with everybody? We know it's it's not going to, you know. what? And, and like I said, I asked Coach O'Terry, like, you know what, before we went on, I said, how many kids? He said, you know, about 20. That's, you know, you're juggling a roster, right, between clubs, club sports and, you know, other things that are going on. And, you know, kid may have, you know, a vacation. Who, who the hell knows, you know, what's going on. But um, another thing I wrote down, too, like, you know what, what happens to the kids who want to play in this and their coach isn't involved? How have they been able to get, you know, what? say, you know, your kid pick out a high school, um, North Arlington High School. Four kids want to play, but the coach isn't involved. How do those kids get, if you have four seniors, like maybe you guys know the answer to this, how do they get involved in this tournament? Are they trying to hook up with another team? Are they going to play those seniors ahead of their other seniors? Once again, those factors all go into stuff like these things. Um, you know, once again, you guys, your guys' thoughts, Coach Otiri, you know, your thoughts on the on this. Uh, what are you thinking as far yeah. as? They're all great points, especially what Coach Stone made. Uh you know, I know there's a couple of teams that are going to combine because their numbers weren't that right. big. So there is a couple in this tournament like that. Um, and it goes back to, like I was saying before we got on the air, 
You know, we have 20 guys on our roster, which basically was my varsity team with some JV floaters, but mm-hmm. uh, they are they are with us in the beginning of the year. And same thing, you know, I have a lot of club kids, and I told them, listen, that club is your first priority just because you're paying for that. You are, if you're pitching for them, we're not going to use you. So in that three-day span, you know, it's going to be tough on a, on a school, especially a small school, pitching yeah. wise. And, you know, and that's something that you had to look into. And like I said, I was very skeptical in the beginning of this for that reason of going to the kids and the parents. I mean, basically it's going to come down like we do anyway all the time as coaches. You've got to communicate. You know, uh, do we are, are we there to win? Yes, we are. You know, do we do we want to send our seniors off the right way? Yes. So, you know, there's a fine line. But like Coach Stone was saying, he made some great points that, you know, you know how parents are going to be. Are they going to be vocal? Why isn't my kid playing? He was going to be a starter during the year, most likely as an underclassman. And I had a couple of those guys. So, you know, we're still kind of in the early stages, too, speaking in, in about my team. So, you know, I should get 10 guys committed. Out of those twenty, and I'm I'm hoping, you know. So it's 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 always it's a work in place, basically. Right. And Guys, Pat, that's where I'm kind of that's where I'm worried too, Pat, about some of the coaches because if if these things come up, you know, you hope they never do, but unfortunately, it's just the the, the way of the world. And a parent has a complaint about their kids playing time. This is a waste of my time. I didn't go on vacation to go to this. He didn't play enough. You know, a lot of these coaches are going to be left on an island because yeah. there's not any administration or everyone to step yeah. back. Now, again, I hope it doesn't happen for my high school team. Now, if it did, I would step in and have a conversation with a parent. You know what I mean? But again, like, not every athletic director, every administrator is going to look at it. A lot of them. Uh, a couple comments, real quick. Uh, Dennis Holtz is saying, wow, what an all-star crew. <laughs> and uh, Petro, from our guy from the K&K show, saying, Kurt Hoops, two studs, and a golden bear. So there's Petro who we were talking about tonight. So there thank you, you Petro, for watching. Coach Stone, I got one more question for you. Um, go ahead. Either good or bad, do you think more high school sports will kind of try to mimic this format? For the summer? Um, either for the summer or going forward. But, yeah, say for the summer, yeah. Right. No chance of it ever happening. I don't, I don't even think in baseball, I don't think it would ever happen again either. I think that in all sports, basketball, AAU basketball, soccer, club, club soccer, uh, baseball with, you know, travel teams, not even Legion baseball anymore. It's just all super travel teams. I, I don't think there, there's just ever going to be a chance enough where you would be able to pull your kids away from those things. Because you got to think about it. When this thing was first put together and put on and the idea formatted, nothing was going on. So when you talk about travel baseball and um, Coach Otieri mentioning some kids might have a travel ball commitment, that might be like the first tournament they're playing in with their team. So when this first started and had traction, there was no other playing options going on. So if you talk about you're in a normal swing of things and, you know, basketball kids have already in full swing in the uh, 
spring with AAU teams and things, and even baseball. You come right off the baseball season ends. I mean, there, there's kids going to travel practices in state tournament. They're in state tournament play, things like that. So I think it's just like a, a lightning in a bottle type deal where just the way that everything was totally shut down. And, it, you know, it was a great idea that they came up with and it was able to get that traction and people were able to start to make commitments to it because of the scenario that we're in, because they lost the full season, this made up for the season, because the seniors lost and we made it. And again, there still will be kids that will still opt to go to their travel team over playing this last time with their high school team. So I, 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 don't, I don't see, you know, how it could happen again, this okay. sport or any other sport. You know, I coach, um, I formerly coached lacrosse, high school lacrosse, and I ran a club team. And when I first heard that this tournament was, you know, attempting to come to fruition, my initial thought was, oh, I wonder, like, what if this was lacrosse, what my club kids would do because of the importance of, like, us playing together for that last time. But like you said, give them, this is such a unique circumstance, you know, it'd be, you know, not something they would hopefully ever have to decide on again in the future. Uh, Coach Stone, I had a very similar question to ask Coach Sickinger. I was worried about the integrity, maybe, of the, the tournament. You know, would it become this win-at-all-costs type of thing? And would it lose, like, its real purpose? So uh, we kind of covered that already. So I'm going to jump to my, my next question, which is actually for the panel. Um, and I kind of feel like this tournament could almost be precedent-setting for fall sports. You know, um, what do you think maybe needs to be done? Maybe we'll start with um, Coach Stone as the athletic director. Maybe needs to be done successfully here um, as opposed to, you know, have something that goes wrong in order for us to have like a blueprint maybe for high school sports in the fall. Right. See, now it's, it's kind of double-edged too, that point that you made, because here's the thing. The youth sports guidelines – and what you hear from Governor Murphy on television from returning to play for youth sports and, and playgrounds and things like that are so far off from what the NGSIA is putting out and saying high schools can do. So it's kind of like if this were, let's say, let's take it two ways. Let's say something goes wrong in terms of a kid gets sick somebody says this is what happened from the COVID. It could be argued, well, it's because they didn't follow the protocols that the NHSA is putting in place. So we, we don't use that as a guide. It does, that's, that's off. That was on an old thing. That was on a youth sports protocol. You know what I mean? It, they didn't have the proper phases like we're going to have. Now, it could go off without a hitch, and nobody gets sick. All right? And the NHSA can then just turn and say, all right, well, that's great. That means that our phases and our protocols will work even better because they're more strict. So to me, from a full sports standpoint, from the NGSIAA, I don't think the tournament can do anything to change their thinking or to move them at a faster or a slower pace. I think the only thing that it can do is reinforce the different phases and the protocols that are very strict that they are going to be following and putting in place. So I don't think it can have an, uh, an effect from that type of aspect kind of that, that you alluded to. I think it would just be one of those two. It'll either strengthen theirs, that this is why we are doing it, or it'll say, see, it's going to be even better that we do ours on top of that because they're working on it. 
Great. Uh, a couple things uh, Coach Holtz is saying. Our kids would be extremely disappointed if we don't go 3-0. and Tell Coach Stone, let's go. <laughs> Working, wish I could join. Um, then we also have Rob Neely saying um, he's checking in on the car phone. It's about time North Jersey High School baseball, baseball gets some love. So thank you for listening, Rob and Coach Holtz. We'll get you on at another time. Uh, do you want to ask the rest of the panel what that question? Hey, Kurt, just yes. hey, one thing. Hey, one thing real fast. I just, you know, and the, the two things that jumped out at me, you know, and I, and once again, guys like Brian Chapman, Mike Murray, the guys who run this would probably know better. Like, you know what? Who's in charge? Like, you know what? We've all done high school stuff. I've been site manager at a bunch of things. Like, who's going to be in charge of the site and the social distancing? And you're coaching a team and got to keep the kids separate in the dugout and no spitting, no chewing seats, no doing that. Like you're trying to do all of these things. Is there one person who's going to be on site monitoring all of that? And not the athletic director. It's not going to be the athletic <laughs> director. Like, you're going to be like this. Take this thing and just, you know, go. You're going to throw it somewhere, right? Coach Otero, so you got anything for that answer or any info? Listen, uh, it's all great points. Like Coach Stone said, uh, it could go either way. I mean, you don't know. And, you know, talking about fall sports, because there's people worried, are we going to have fall sports? You know, I coach yeah. football. That's It's not like baseball. It's a contact sport. Guys, 50 guys are together, this and that. And that's getting me a little nervous, too. Like Coach Stone was saying, every day you're hearing something different on the news, how youth sports guidelines are going to be different from high school sports. So uh, there's still a lot of questions to be answered. Now, can some of this help, I guess, you know, if they do this the right way and it does run smooth, like the coach, like the panel saying, you know, maybe this could be a little bit of a template. But like I said, baseball is a different game. And like 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 Jim is saying, you know, how are you going to control a kid? You know, they're saying you can't spit, you can't slap five. It's just going to be normal to try to natural do reaction, like right? Yeah, it's your natural reaction to anything. Even as a coach, putting your arm around a kid or you know, want to give him a hug after a good play. You know, it's weird. Listen, as a coach, you're going to have to wear a mask. I'm going to have to wear a mask to coach. Like, how am I going to react to that? And that's even probably going to go forward to the fall season and stuff like that. So it's going to be a lot of stuff that we got to take in and and we're not used to uh, over the next couple of months. Hey, Kurt, Kurt, remember a couple of weeks ago we did a show and they, they had guidelines for some of the states. Catcher Delaware, has to be I think it was. The batter. Yeah, Delaware. Yeah. Yeah. Catcher has to be six feet behind the batter. First baseman has to play behind the runner, no stealing, but they didn't want coaches can't come within, you know, six feet. Of, I mean, the, the guidelines were just, you know, but the, the catcher being six feet behind the batter, like, you know, I know they've got a lot of people, you know, I was talking to a couple of friends today and they were saying all the umpires are on, you know what? I think kids get big eyes too. They see that a couple of minor league stadiums are going to be used. You know what? Newsflash, you're not going to play there. You know, some teams are just not going to play there. It sounds great that they're going to be at Arm and Hammer Stadium or some of these other places, but you know what? I think you're going to have to win and go on to be able to get to some of those places. Um, but even so, to go back to like, Jim, like you're saying about those guidelines, now we're getting into – we're not teaching the kids the right way to play the game. So like if you're, if you're not telling – you're not allowed to lead or you can't steal, you know, you're trying to develop a young kids because we're going to see that in travel ball. I coach travel ball. And that's something that you're going to deal with too. Like, is, is that going to be a guideline? So at some point you're like, well, we're not teaching the kids the right way. And then when you get them in high school, they're thinking it's a different way that they just were taught in the summer. And now you're going back and trying to fix all that. Uh, guys, you know what it comes down to? 
Go ahead, Coach Stone. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Coach Stone. It comes down to if you have to have those type of, of things in place, if, if you're saying you've got to play behind the runner, you got to be six feet back, then obviously there's a risk involved. Sure. Yeah. So is, is that risk that worth it? Like, you know, because, again, I'm a parent. I got kids that play sports. And, you know, parents do a lot of crazy things and are allowed to overlook a lot of things to, to get their kid to, to play. So, but at, at what point – is it if all these things do have to be in place, at what point do you just say to yourself, all right, hold on a second. Maybe right now this isn't the most important thing to do and still wait. You know, when you know, when does that thought process come in? You know, now I don't think though they're having any of those rule changes in this tournament, though. No, I haven't heard that. No. no. Uh, Coach, Coach Stone, here's another question. This is from Coach Breslin. I coached with him. He's at Ramapo High School Football. And uh, it's kind of like what you're getting on, whether you're saying, like, cause since this isn't, like, high school affiliated, he's asking just a simple question. Like, is there a plan also for bad weather? What do you do that, What do you, What do do you you if there's lightning and parents are not at the game? Where do you go? Stuff like right. that. Like, are there rules like that, Coach Rotary, that, you know, like, is it more of, like, a summer league game, like, rules? Or have you guys been given rules and stuff like that? Listen, yes. I got a better one. I got a better one. You ready for all this? <laughs> and I don't know when when people have this planned or anything like this. And I asked it on one of the tweets. I saw a tweet that uh, uh, I don't know the gentleman Kroger, this is, right? He's one of the yeah, JT, yeah. And he, he didn't answer my question. I said, "How are you guys going to handle schedulized moving forward if a school has a graduation activity plan? Because you know." Graduation starting the eighth or ninth. We don't know what date. The two hundred schools. There's going to be a game scheduled for somebody when they have a graduation plan. Do you know what I mean? Like I know our school two months ago we moved our graduation to July twentieth, just hoping that things would open up by then. So if St. Mary's is scheduled to play in this tournament on July twentieth, which I think is one of like the semifinal dates. Yeah, let's just the, say that, one of the next rounds. Yeah. Yep. Right. So what if they do make it? And we have our graduation. I mean, what they have communicated with us is obviously, you know, things could be moved around. Now, how easy is that, though? That's the thing. And, right. and I know you hit Field that, Matt. So, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. No. That's a great yep. – the weather, too. Yeah. You're right. It range for two yeah. days, the first two days. Uh-huh. You know, on, on yeah. one hand, you it's very impressive on how quickly the whole tournament came together. I mean, you're talking about the entire state and the regions and north and the south and teams get hopping on board. Um, and then there's certain things that you just can only plan so much for, like Coach Breslin brings up the, um, you know, the weather situation, like you guys are saying with the graduation ceremonies, especially given the fact that, you know, schools have rescheduled them. It's uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it how it ultimately does does play out with, with those scenarios. Lightning's a good point, though, because if there's no locker rooms, nowhere to bring kids, no buses to bring yeah. kids to sit on. Back in your car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And again, like Matt was saying before, what if their parents aren't there? Yeah. Right. yeah. And That's these are the things from a uh, high school administrative standpoint that worry me that parents might not understand and not know who they need to turn to about because – then all of a sudden it turns it. But my kid went. There was a thunder and a lightning storm. He got left standing out there under a tree, and 
they turned to the school, and what's the school is going to say? Don't talk to us. Yeah, we're not gonna, like, some, they're going to want an answer on the other end of this. You're absolutely right. And they're going to yeah. come to you first as an athletic director, and you're going to go like, yeah, it's understandable. Like this whole but thing. That's, yep. that's why I'm, I'm blessed to have a, such an a organized coach like Coach Hulse, because he stays on top of those type of things so well that they rarely come across my desk when it involves him. Well, Coach Hulse has another question, and uh, mm. I guess it's for you, Coach Stone. He's saying, my only question is, do teams pile on after going 3-0 and or getting to the final mm. four? Tough night work for him. You can't come on the show, but he can comments. <laughs> yeah, really. You know why? You know why he's a carny guy. That's why. That's it. That's right. All right. So here's my next question to the panel. We're going to start with Coach Sickinger. Best. Give me the best, and then the worst case scenario yeah. with this tournament. You know what's funny? Like, and I like I like the tournament, and, and I like everything about it. But one thing that popped into my head, and I ran it through a couple people, and I want you guys to comment. You know, we used to have the North-South All-Star Game. You know, they did for years down at Princeton, and it was down to West Effort. They moved it all over the place. You know what? Like, in a situation like this, what would what would be the worst thing about running it like a showcase by grade? You know, and if you wanted to have all the seniors, break the state up into four quadrants, have all the seniors who want to play, do like a, a one-day or two-day showcase where they come showcase for college coaches, you know what, and then break up the teams and play games and do it by, you know, seniors, juniors, even if you want to do rising guys and stuff like that. And then then you get guys like like they did, like a senior all-star game, but then it's just seniors playing against each other. You know what? And then run it like a showcase where they could be seen, you know what, and then play games afterwards. What are your guys' thoughts? Something like that, you know what, as not as opposed to this or yeah. instead of this or, you know, just another idea – you know, breaking it up in the state or regionalizing it and doing something like that as a showcase type format. What do you think? Yeah, that, uh, that's, that's a great idea, like you said, because you're going to get college exposure. You know, I think the biggest thing, and like I said, talking to players in our program was to play with your boys that one last time. Even if it was three, I know I'm repeating myself with that, but I think that is the biggest oh, that's thing. Important. That's important, yeah. Coach. Yeah, and, and that's that, I think that's what it comes down to. Where, like, you're saying, you know what, that showcase could probably be more for that kid that wants to play at the next level, uh, just so he could be seen because he did lose his season. Yeah. But, you know, probably out of my 10 seniors, I have four that are going to go play in the college. The other six aren't. So it's, you know, let me get one last crack at it. Yeah, let mm -hmm. mom and dad see me with, with the, you know, even though it's not part of the school, but in the, the blue and gold in our sense. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I think that's where – the momentum, obviously, we know, you know, we've talked about this enough that that's where it really started to get some legs. Cool. I, you know what, Coach? Great point. And the, other, the, only, the only other thing that's been worrying about me is going to be the handling of pitching. You know what? I haven't seen anything. Yeah. You know, uh, that's that, something that, like we talked about, I, that's worrying me because I'm going to have a couple of guys that are, are you know, going to play club ball, and I'm not going to use them out of respect to their club ball. And – so you're going to have to find a way you're going to have guys that, you know, and talking to some of these other coaches, it was like, well, I have this kid. He's never playing again. I might be able to throw him out there for a hundred pitches. Now, you know, as a, as a coach and you guys are responsible coaches, I would never do that to a kid, especially if he has a future. So I'm going to have a couple of guys that are going on and playing that are pitchers, but uh, you know, I can't see them going out there and pitching more than 60 pitches, 50 pitches, especially right. early on. And then you're going to have three days of it. So you're going to get guys that, 
probably haven't pitched that are going to say, you know what, when you're a senior, you want to go out there and throw. Now, what we've talked about, how is that going to shape the game? Is it going to be a slugfest? Is it going to turn into a, a softball game, like an old man softball game where you're scoring runs because the pitching ain't there? Or, so, you know, that's some of the stuff that that's going through my head as a coach. Because right. I, for three days in a row, three games in a row, it, it's going to be hard. It, it's hard enough during the regular season when you got arms. And, and we were a team with depth. I had six to seven quality kids, not just a guy you could put on a mound, quality that, you know, someone ain't going to be here for this tournament. Right, and that's going to be and, – and what kind of work were those kids? Were they working with the pitching coach? Yeah. Were they just going out playing catch with their dad, telling you, hey, coach, yeah. you know what, who's working with their club team, who's, right? Yeah, no? you're, you're right. I mean, there's there's guys working with their club teams. I mean, once this all hit in mid-March, you know, we stayed in touch through Zoom and uh, band app we use, and we were giving them workouts, but how many of the guys were really doing it? You know, uh, we were hoping they were because – yeah, because the, for the most part, we said, you know what, we're going to be back next week. We were all optimistic that, you know what, this, yeah. this is going to end. We'll be two back weeks, next week. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah, right? <laughs> two weeks. And then they kept giving us hope. Oh, the season's going to start then. So, you know, once they really cracked it down and the season was over, how many guys really did anything? Right. And, and, you know, and that's the thing. And I, like I said, we have a couple of college kids going on to play at the next level. I know they were in contact with their college coaches, and I'm sure they had workouts from them, but you just don't know. So even even the kid that – is probably one of your premier guys. He's going to be rusty too. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Coach Stone, as, a, as an athletic director, best and worst case scenario with this tournament? All right. The best case is, and I think the best case for that aspect will happen. The best case is there'll be two teams playing for a championship. Somebody's going to win, and their community and those kids involved are going to be ecstatic, and it's going to be the greatest thing ever. And the team that lost is going to take with it that they made it all the way to the final, and they had a great experience. So that's your best case. Now, to me, the worst case is going to be something like that That Pat was really just talking about, too, is with the pitching. Because if you even just take the Bergen County baseball tournament, they moved the structure. Tell me if I'm wrong, Pat, but they moved the structure yeah. of that over the years to almost give teams more of an opportunity because you didn't have to play those back-to-back weekend games because of pitching, because it was that teams didn't have enough pitching. Mm -hmm. And now we're asking all these teams in the state to play these these pool play games. Is it going to be three games in three days? Is that what everybody's playing? Yeah, that's what it's going to be, three in three days. Three games in three days coming off three months – possibly even four months of no activity at all. Yep. All right. So the worst case scenario is someone's going to get hurt. All right. Based on that amount of games, you're firing three games in three days is a stress on most high school baseball teams in the middle of May after practicing from March and playing all the way throughout and having your full complement team and knowing who you have people to bring up from levels. Now yeah. to put that on programs that haven't been together, kids that may be prepared, may not be prepared. And to put that, that could lead to injuries. And that's what I would be scared of. And I'm scared of it because of how it has to be handled administratively. Because, you know, I see it from an aspect where, you know, sports, kids get hurt. It's part of the game. And I've been through it where you have athletes that get hurt families that even do have insurance and their insurance isn't covering enough 
for the treatment and everything they need, which then has to be picked up through the schools and channels. And even that is hard, having to work that paperwork and get all that through insurance companies. That's a worst case scenario that some family has to deal with that and doesn't run as smoothly. And they end up on the short end of the stick or something that way. Coach O'Terry, what about you? Real quick, best and worst case scenario. You're going to be the one coaching that, you know, you're going to be coaching out there. Yeah, best case, I have to agree with Coach Stone. You know, you got two teams playing for a championship. Uh, obviously, memories for the seniors and their underclassmen get to play one last chance. Parents get to see them, everything we've been saying. Uh, worst case, like Coach Stone said, somebody gets hurt or, God forbid, somebody gets sick. And then how, does, how do you go about that? You got to shut everything down again. So, you know, hopefully we get the best of it. Like we're saying, you know, we have teams playing at the end. And it's a great experience. It gets everybody's juices flowing again for high school baseball. That's, that's what we can hope for. We got a quick question for the audience. I'm, I don't know who wants to grab it. Maybe Coach Rotier, you might be able to grab this. Um, how, are, how are teams going to handle practice since the NJSIAA says we cannot have contact with our players until the 13th? That, that was probably one of the biggest issues that, you know, we had a uh, group Zoom with all the coaches involved in the tournament. So for that reason, you're finding guys to volunteer, whether it's a parent, former players. I've been in, in uh, touch with a couple of my former players that can hold it. Obviously, it's not going to be a sound practice like, say, your normal coach would run. Uh, are we going to really be sitting there focusing on first and third plays, bunt defense? You know, uh, for the most part, it's get out there, throw a little bit, get your pitchers to throw some bullpens. You know, so maybe within this two-week span, you can pull, build up some arm strength and taking a little bit of VP. So and that's the biggest thing that I think most coaches I've talked to are like, well, you know, you're, you're going to have to throw somebody out there really that's not involved with the program. I mean, we have volunteers obviously throughout the year, you know, that aren't paid by the school that could help out. So, you know, hopefully I'm hoping we can get multiple people down there to help. And you got to get whoever you can at this point. Bring Bushy back. Yeah, listen, it's <laughs> not far-fetched. That's not far-fetched. He still throws good BP, I'll tell you that. Uh, you never lose coach. that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get off the subject for real quick. We're going to do a couple fun questions for our panel. We always do fun questions, right, Coach Sickinger? Yeah, we do. We always ask Coach, you know, on our, on our regular show. But real quick, Coach Stone, is there going to be Major League Baseball this year? No. Coach O'Tieri? Yes. Coach Sickinger. By the time we're done with this, it's done already. We're playing. Absolutely. All right. Coach Stone, I know you said no, but if you had to say yeah, you're going on record right now. If there's baseball, who's the world champs? Mets. The Mets. (laughs) Short in season, they won't have as many injuries. And the pitching, right, baby? (laughs) That's a fair point. But they still have their training staff. You know what? Sickinger, who's the world champ, Sickinger? I don't know. I, you know, obviously being a Yankee fan, but uh, it's really going to be you know whoever gets off to the best start because some of these young teams get off to a, a quick start and they have a good start to the season, but then they fade as because it's such a long season. You know, the fact that if it's going to be sixty games, you know, it could be anybody. A lot of people said like the Chicago White Sox, good young team, could jump out there with good pitching. So, uh, listen. I'm done watching Korean baseball. <laughs> you know what, man? You know, the replays of the College World's yeah, uh, man, the World Series, the softball, all that stuff, I'm done. I'll take anything live. Anything. Coach O'Terry, who's going to win it? 
Yankees. Right. Got to be the Yankees. <laughs> Yankees. There you go. But Jim's right, though. You're going to get a team that's going to get hot early on in, in this short season. Team gets hot. You know, this is what's going to make it interesting. Well, it's 50 games, 60 games. You can see a surprise team, which is right. good. And if are they if they go with the extra teams and make the playoffs, and you get somebody like with the Mets roster that sneaks in there, and then they got the pitching to the, pitching. You know, you're not yeah. going to face them in the short series. Yeah. That's for sure. And guys, Phil Benanti's making a great point. He's saying, "Remember how bad the Nationals started off last year, and look what you know they wind up winning it, but they wouldn't have qualified. They wouldn't have qualified. Yeah. That was this That's year. That's crazy. All right, one more fun off-topic question for you guys. I want you to rewind. You're a senior in high school. It's your senior season. I want you to tell us what, where you went to high school, what sport you were playing, and something memorable from that season. Let's start with uh, Coach Sickinger. Start us off. I'm probably the oldest one here, so I got to think a little bit. Let one of these younger guys know. <laughs> coach or Terry, go ahead. Take it, oh, or Terry. All right. Leonard's <laughs> High School played football, basketball, baseball. Back Way back in 1995 was my senior year. So uh, memorable moments. It was a lot. Uh, <laughs> Herald News Athlete of the Week. Uh couple of things. They won, won championships, but when I was, wasn't my senior year. It was my sophomore year league championship in football and basketball. So, uh, you know, you got me thinking back 25 years. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty yeah, wait. hard right now. <laughs> I asked the wait. tough, hard-hitting questions. That, is, that, that, was the toughest, that was the toughest question of the night. That's it. <laughs> By the way, before we ask Coach Stone, Lou Paterno saying Matt Stone is my fo- uh, my favorite All-American. <laughs> All right, Coach Stone, how about you? Where where were uh, where'd you go to high well, school? Well, my I, St. Mary's High School. Okay, I graduated in 1992. Um, unlike Pat, I can probably recite to you every game and every play I played in. So, um, but no, I played basketball. Um, I would say my fondest memory was when our team made the jamboree and we played in the Burton County Jamboree because you got to remember back then the Burton County Jamboree was only 16 teams made. It wasn't special qualifying. It was picked. So it was a big deal when you got chosen. And it was the first time our school had gotten chosen in, uh, I think it was something since like 1978 or 77 or something like that. So it was a big deal for our team and our basketball program. So that was definitely, you know, my most memorable was when we made the Bird County Jamboree. Nice. And Coach Sickinger, have you had enough time to think? <laughs> I, I've, I've hopped in the DeLorean. Back in time. Uh, senior year, 1983, Carney High School. Um, we went through a little bit of a rough time because we were in the Big Ten. And for those who do or don't remember the Big Ten, it was Carney, Belleville, Nutley, Clifton, Montclair, Orange, East Orange, Columbia. It was just awesome. There was rivalry, a lot of great games. You played, you know, everybody that was close around you. And then when they broke up the North City League, they put us in the watch on conference. Thanks. Then we were playing Scotch Plains, Cranford, Elizabeth, Union, Summit, Rollway. They sent us as far geographically away. So our senior year, we actually, junior, senior year, we got sent out into the watch on conference. Um, which we were definitely being a Hudson County team, we were looked at as outliers out there and never got any love or respect, but it was great baseball. So, you know, transitioning from being a player in that to being a coach in that conference, it was a really good uh, conference to be in. But uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. 
Very nice. I'm, you know Mr. what? Mr. Thanks Valenti. for sparking the back of the brain there, Jim. <laughs> I'm sorry? I said Mr. Valenti. Okay, uh, 1993, Garfield High School, played football and baseball. And, um, again, we were always good, pretty much good baseball league champions. Um, probably played against Coach Ortieri. I don't know if I played when I was a sophomore. I mean, maybe when I was a junior, he might have been on that team. But uh, we actually um, played Lindhurst in a, a, a playoff game, but – uh, sophomore and junior year, we were league champs, but our senior year was actually funny. It was, we probably got off to like a one in four start, and then we won something like 17 out of 18, won the league, made it to the uh, semifinals of the county tournament. But um, just like we were talking about before, guys, like that year, like I can't even imagine like how if that was just taken away, you know, right. like now that memory of senior year is if it never happened like it does to these kids. So, uh -huh. um, but that, that's mine of my senior year. What about you? I am a 1993 graduate of West Essex. I was a three-sport athlete as well, field hockey, basketball, and lacrosse. And the reason I do ask is this for the same reason. Like, I can't imagine, like, the pinnacle of all of your hard work in high school. You know, in field hockey, we were back-to-back -back state champions, the number one team in the state of New Jersey. In basketball, we had, like, a landmark season in the state tournament, and lacrosse we had you know it was a new program when I was a freshman it was our first varsity season and as a senior we had come so far and like again you know we're qualifying for the state tournament for the first time in program history I just you know I just feel for these kids so much when I look back on my high school playing days and you know the work I put in but you know what I got out of it and uh, you know the what they were. I'm gonna use the word robbed of. Does just break my heart. Right. So it kind of segues to. We wanted to ask you a little bit about. You want to take the next question about the season, how they okay oh, you can do team. So yeah, our, I guess our final question really. You guys do this good. This segue, husband and wife segue. Yeah. <laughs> we at least we Dog. didn't argue. At least we didn't argue tonight. Behind, that's a that's a behind plus. Behind the scenes. Well, first of all, who's the microphone in front of? That'll settle that all arguments. That's it. <laughs> So how, um, I guess our question really for, from the coaching standpoint, maybe Coach Otteri, you can take this one first. Um, you know, you're starting preseason, you get like maybe a week, two weeks into it, you're full swing, you kind of touched on it before, you know, you think you're taking a minor break, you know, and then your season comes to a halt and you are holding on to these, you know, shreds of hope that you're going to come back, you're going to come back. I was wondering if you could kind of talk to how it was telling your team, um, what you did to kind of stay in touch with them, and then when you ultimately had to tell them that the season was no more. Well, I got a good one for this one because we actually went on our spring training trip to Florida. Okay. So I didn't mention that yet. But we, <laughs> we left on, wow. I believe, March 12th to go. Okay. And that next day, or it was that night, we started hearing everything. And the same thing when talking to administration and stuff, ah, it's going to blow over. It's going to be a week or two, this and that. Stay down there. You know, we could, we ended up cutting it, the trip short because of everything that happened, but wow. we ended up playing five scrimmages while we were there. And the kids got wind of it, obviously, you know, through us communicating with them there and parents and hearing friends talk and whatever's posted on social media. You know, and we had a team meeting while we were in Florida to basically go over, like, you know, I know what you're hearing right now because that right then and there, kids were saying, Coach, they're telling us the season's done. And at that point, you kind of weren't hearing it, but, you know, in the back of your mind, you were saying, this isn't good, that this is coming. So, 
even after that, we still scrimmaged like two or three more times after that before we cut the trip short. And, you know, that was the toughest thing because like we've just talked about all our senior memories and, you know, that's the biggest thing for these seniors to play the last time. But it seeing a kid that worked hard for four years, finally going to be a starter. And I have a couple of them. They're a senior year and they sat as juniors, floated maybe JV and varsity. And when you talk to them alone, I'd have them alone and they would say, my opportunity is now and this is happening. So that, you know, that breaks your heart. And uh, that was the toughest part. So, you know, like we said, we, we tried to prepare them as best as we could. You know, always there was always that glimpse of hope. Oh, you're going to be able to do this in a week, two weeks, you know, trying to keep them prepared. But I think big, they basically knew at some point this was going to happen just because people saying that ah, you ain't going back to school. You're not doing this. So that was the tough part. And like I said, we were actually there playing. We probably were the only team in New Jersey that got scrimmages in. I mean, realistically, and when we were down there, the people in Florida were like, ah, nothing. Everything was wide <laughs> open there. Everything was great. But every school was leaving. So it was like, well, if they're leaving, you know, then at that point it was like, we might as well cut this a little bit short. So uh, that's, that was, that, you know, that's, I didn't say that in the beginning of our talk. But <laughs> we were actually, we were actually there playing and, and we, I got to see us against some good competition there, and I was excited. And so was our guys. Like, you know, we've been doing this every year now. We go in spring uh, for Florida for six days, and it really puts you ahead of the game. So we were firing all cylinders. We'd get back, and it was shut down. I got a different question kind of on the same, same you know, level for Coach Stone. Was there any at any point that you thought realistically the baseball season or the spring season, in, you know, overall could be saved? Uh, but before I answer that, Pat, I just saw a tweet that after your answer, you just were put in the pool with Don Bosco, Bergen <laughs> Nice. That sounds about so, right. There you go. You want to be in a court? That Here we go. <laughs> sounds about right. Um, well, Kurt, uh, to be honest, no. I Once we got let out of school in March and once – um, April hit and just seeing the news, you know, I just kind of used my own common sense and thought this is over. And, you know, I understood a little bit about holding out hope, but I kind of thought that the, the, the leaders, you know, above, way above my pay grade, I think they kind of knew that it wasn't the service stretching it out a little bit too long. Um, I thought that the, the, I guess the phrase, the plug could have been pulled a little bit earlier or, you know, announcement could have been made a little bit earlier because I think that you just kept that stringing that along when you kind of knew everybody kind of could see the writing on the wall of what was going to happen. And, you know, I, I kind of felt that was a little bit of disservice to the kids. Um, I thought even before it was officially announced, I think everybody had it figured out that sports aren't happening. You know, well, yeah, we could kind of do that. So, I, I just thought that it could have been announced a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, and it just could have, you know, the, the heartache, the end results still would have been the same, but I think the dragging it out a little longer, I, I don't think it provided as much hope as much as it just caused more anguish and, uh, you know, you know, whatever you want to call it among some kids. Okay. Guys, we got like three minutes. I want again. I want to thank you, Jen. You know, we want to thank you again for coming on. It was awesome talking to you guys, um, Jim. I want to give everybody a minute 
final thoughts. Jim, start it up. You know what? I want every, I want this to be successful. You know what? I you know I know we were playing devil's advocate on a lot of a lot of points there. You always want things to be successful when it comes to kids. You know what? We want to you know be constructive, not destructive. Um, but I want people to be realistic too. You know what? That safety and all of these things. You know, somebody says, what's the silver lining that comes out of all this? Kids are going to learn to deal with failure a little bit better. And whoever told them that life was fair lied, you know, you're hearing all of these different things. You got to remember, they're still kids. And more than anything else, the memories that everyone on this panel and people out there listening, first thing you go back to was being with your friends and your high school sports. That's the first thing everybody goes back to and still talks about to this day. You know what? You don't want to, you hate to use the term kids, kids were robbed of it, this or that. Um, you know, it's an unfortunate circumstance, but at least they didn't do anything to have it taken away. They didn't, it wasn't bad grades. It wasn't getting caught or getting in trouble. You know, with this big crappy thing that just engulfed the whole world took your, took your time. So, you know what, hopefully one by one, we pick up the pieces and hopefully this is a first step for it, but please everybody, once again, use good judgment with this and remember what this is all about. Like the guy below me there, he has 10 seniors, you know what? That's what this is about in the end. You know, this is great, but it's what those kids want to create is memories, I think. That's the point I really want to get across to everybody. Coach O'Terry? Yeah, Jim said it best. It's about the memories. You know, we've all been there. We, we bring back the memories of when we played. Uh, I'm just hoping, our, especially looking at it as the coach, the team is safe. This goes through and, you know, no bumps in the road. They get, whether it's three games, you get to play, move on, five games, six games, whatever it is, that they enjoy the moment. It isn't the ideal way for our seniors to go out, but it does give them a little bit of closure. Hopefully mom and dad can come, you know, depending on what time the games are or where they are, and they get to see their their boy or girl in, in the uniform one more time. And, you know, that's what it comes down to, but hopefully we're safe, we do the right things. And that's basically in, in my mind is that, we keep everybody safe and hopefully everything works out coach before I, before coach stone finishes Jen, even, and again, we want to thank coach stone for coming on, but we got to, the, the stones we got to get, I think are the little boys. I mean, I've watched some of those videos, <laughs> coach stone, coach Sickinger. These are the guys we got to, I'm telling you. Oh, Petro, let me know before these we guys, man, you got to watch these guys. We got to start getting them on the K&K show. I'm telling you. Well, go ahead, Coach Stone. Thank you again for coming on. We know you're really busy. He doesn't know whether they call you athletic director Stone no, he's, or Coach Stone. No, he's Coach Stone. I worked with him. He's Coach Stone. That's hey, it. real fast, Major League Baseball just came over. Uh, they cleared the final hurdle. Everybody agreed. Uh, final details Tuesday night that they're, they're going to go back and spring training is going to start. Around July 24th. Nice. All right. Kurt showed me this new thing called Twitter. It's fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) It's fantastic for a caveman like me. Go Mets. There you go. Go ahead, Coach Stone. Final word. Final word for me is, again, we all hope it's successful. And, you know, we talked about championships, two teams being happy. Hopefully kids don't get hurt. Uh, The one message, though, that I hope gets out, and I'll tell you this, I I realized this myself because – you touched on these basketball workouts that I've been doing. So like my kids are fortunate that they've played basketball and gone through this every single day that we've been home. All right. I videotaped 83 workouts. 
because I'm fortunate that I have a court in my house and that they're active and that I'm healthy and they're able to do that. Um, I had a, a, one of the teammates of my son came one day to do it and he doesn't have a place to work. And he hadn't been. And for three months, he'd been sitting on his couch, not to any fault of him, just because of what his family situation was. And the kid was such a different kid athletically from when I saw him in March to, to, you know, a few weeks ago. And again, so you're going to have coaches are going to be seeing kids that are going to look different, that are going to be different athletes that are going to act. Everyone's some people, this, this pandemic, you've just been home and it hasn't affected you. Some people have had death in their home. Some people have had other family members. Some people have had family members lost jobs that totally changed their lives around. Um, again, some kids have it. Some kids' living situations don't afford them to be out working out. They don't have a trainer. They don't have a, a yard to play in. They just don't have these things. So there's going to be so many different highs and lows from the players that are playing that I just hope everyone involved, coaches, other parents of looking at other kids, just everyone can understand that and understand that as we phase all sports back in all these things, it's a long road ahead. That's one reason why, again, this tournament is great to play again together one last time. It's great to have the seniors a chance to play together. You've got to be very careful the different circumstances that everyone is coming into it coming from. And they shouldn't be looked at differently. People are going to need a lot of support and things like that. So I hope that this could be the first step towards those kids who really do need that support and who have had a different situation than others in many different unfortunate ways, that they do get that support here. And that's the first step for them returning to a success in normalcy. All right, guys, I want to thank you. Uh, thank you. Guys. Any final words from I just wanted to thank the Oops. panel for, uh, for joining us tonight. Your insights and your perspectives were, um, you know, spot on. Um, it's always good to hear from, you know, different groups of people and their thoughts. And even just talking to you guys opened my eyes to things, you know, that I hadn't thought of. So um, I appreciate it. Um, I hope the audience appreciated it. And more importantly, we're looking forward to hopefully come this fall covering your teams and your athletes live for a fall season. So that's absolutely hope to see you guys again. Yep. <laughs> Coach Sickinger, Coach Stone, Coach Otieri, thank you guys. Thank Been you, a pleasure. Sir. Thank you, Jen. Thank, thank you, you guys. Jim, Jim and Matt, have thank you. Love being safe, awesome. guys. Thank you, guys. Good seeing you all. Thanks. You too. Stay well. Thank you, Pat. We'll see you in the North Final, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go, baby. <laughs>